Father God, we come to you right now, Lord, and we just ask that you open up our hearts, Lord, and just receive your word tonight, Father. Lord, I lift up all those who are hurting and know that they can put their trust and their hope in you, Father. You are the almighty healer. You offer grace and hope and peace, Father. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God tonight. Amen. Thank you, baby. That was beautiful. Amen. Amen. If you're taking notes, I want you to start taking now because I'm going to jump into this thing and pray to God you get something out of it as I get something out of it. There's nothing more dangerous. There's nothing more dangerous than a confident Christian. Can you say that with me? There is nothing more dangerous than a confident Christian. Someone who's put their confidence in the Lord. There's nothing more dangerous to the devil than a confident Christian. I've been accused of being a, 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 a conceited Christian, a cocky Christian, a boastful Christian, but I'm just a confident Christian. When you have the confidence in the Lord in every area of your life, there's nothing that you have to worry about facing because you know you're not facing it alone. The word says that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. And somebody needs to grab that confidence tonight. That no matter where you are in your walk with Christ tonight, that you can be confident and assuring that he loves you. And you are not a mistake. And no matter what you've done, no matter what you've said, no matter where you've been, no matter what things you've done in your past, he will forgive you. Come on, somebody. He will forgive you. Mike, did you turn me down or something? Because I don't want to be turned down tonight. Turn me up. Because somebody needs to hear it. Because too many of y'all walk around with your head down. Too many of y'all walk around broke, busted, and disgusted, they say. There needs to be some confident Christians in this world. Because we got neighbors that don't believe. We got the enemy who's always after us in every area of our life. We need to have assurance in the Lord. The Bible talks a lot. A lot about being confident. Whether you believe that or not, the Bible, I want you to, I'm going to show you, I'm going to make you believe tonight because i got a lot of scripture to back up what I'm saying tonight. That God wants you to be confident. There's nothing worse than a spineless Christian either. Mm, you didn't hear that, did you? Maybe some of you, that might have stepped on your toes. Some of y'all have got a bad doctor's report. Got some bad news about this or about that. And it just cripples you, it destroys you. I don't care what the doctor says. I trust Jesus. Now, wait a minute. I don't want to get somebody twisted. If the doctor tells us to do things and, 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 and says we ought to do this and that, we need to listen to them because the Lord give us doctors. Somebody hear me tonight. The Lord gives us doctors. But I'm not going to place my confidence in the doctor alone. I'm going to place my confidence in the doctor, but I got all my confidence in Jesus. You know, what does the Bible say about confidence? Just turn with me. We're going to go on a Bible trip. Got your suitcase? Because we're going somewhere tonight. Philippians 4, 13. Second Timothy 1, 7. Hebrews 13, 6. Hebrews 10, 35. So I hear some of y'all just mumbling, I can do all things through Christ. Come on now, you show me you got some knowledge. 
What does Hebrews say? We're going to find out tonight about confidence. Philippians 4.13 says this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Who believes that tonight? Does he say you can do a few things or does he say you can do all things? You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I can do, say it with me, I can do. I don't want you to say the rest of it. Just say the first part. I can do. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Confidence. I can do. When I first became a pastor, I didn't know how to do a wedding. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know the vows. I didn't know much about anything. And as soon as I got here, it seemed like everybody wanted to get married. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And I had a couple in my church. They were working our youth program. And they decided to get married. And they had one of them shindigs where they spent like $25,000 on her. And they come at me, and they had three pages of vows. Don't do this to me. I, I say no now. <laughs> I just tell you flat out, nah. Go get somebody else. I ain't doing it. They had three pages of vows. And it, and it was beautiful. It was a beautiful, beautiful vows, and it had all these big fancy words, and it had all this scripture, and, all, and there was three pages of it. And they said, this is what we want. Oh, I was petrified. I was a nervous wreck. I was shaking. I was reading this, and I couldn't get a word right. I couldn't get anything. I, I, I was like, what am I? And the night came when I was to marry them. And I said, Lord, I'm not equipped for this. Lord, I hadn't been trained for this. Lord, what am I going to do? And he took me to that verse. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You say tonight, I can't read very well, so I don't read my Bible. I can't read very well, so I don't get a daily devotional. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I couldn't read that well either back then. I have pastors who want me to come preach, and they say, what kind of Bible do you use? This was early on in my ministry. I said, I use the New Living Translation because I can understand it. I can read it. It makes sense to me. Oh, you don't read the King James Version? You can't come to my church unless you... I said, but I don't understand the King James Version that well because I, wasn't, I got like a second grade reading level. And they would just turn me down. One day I opened up the King James Bible. And I said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you know what? Today, it don't matter what Bible it is. Still ain't got it all down. But when I preach it, people understand it. People grab it. People, it makes sense. The words, I can mess them up. But guess what I've learned? You don't know them either. So if I don't know them and you don't know them, who knows if I said them right anyway? Obadiah. All these big names in the Bible. You know, when I got done with that wedding of Dee and Garen Bynums, there was tears flowing, not only in their eyes, but People's eyes out in the audience. 
God wanted those people to hear those vows. And God wanted me to be the one to read them. So when you say you can't, you limit God and you limit yourself. But when you say, I can do all things, you put your confidence in the Lord. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Me and Mary put on a lot of ropings in, in Waco. Ropings wasn't a problem, but I've never done an actual bull riding. I, I rode a lot of bulls, been to a lot of rodeos, but I never produced an, an actual bull riding. But we produced a lot of bull ridings in our church because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I never done a barrel racing, but we've done an amazing couple of series. Got some help, got some people to teach us. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I never put in a road out here. I never had to get permits. I didn't know how hard that was to get engineers involved. Just bring me some dirt and a tractor and we're spreading it. Don't work that way. You got to go to the council meetings. You got to get approval. You got to get TxDOT involved. Man, my hair just turned gray overnight. And I was like, how in the, I thought I'd never get through that. But you drive through that new road because I can do all things who strengthen me. You're here tonight. You may have been a drug addict. You may have been an alcoholic. You may have been some things before, but not anymore because you can do all things. And somebody ought to praise him tonight because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God gave us the spirit not of fear, but of power and love and of self-control. So if I'm not walking in fear, what am I walking in? Huh? What does it say? It says, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and of self-control. So I'm walking in power. I'm walking in his love. I'm walking in his self-control. Y'all not hearing me tonight because sometimes it takes his power, his love to control me. And then I'm in his self-control. Change me, shape me, mold me. I'm not walking around in fear. Fear cripples people. It paralyzes them. Don't allow them to see God's best. Is anybody getting anything out of this tonight or is it just for me? I was wondering how Pastor Collier was going to do yesterday. I saw him trembling. I saw him shaking. I saw him crying. But when it was over, he was rejoicing. Because when he looked out there, he seen how loved his wife was. I'm sure my wife was thinking, well, I wonder if anything ever happened to me. Who would show up at my funeral? I wonder if you guys would come and be there with me and watch me tremble and shake and cry. Say goodbye to my wife. I just was wondering that. She was probably wondering it more. Wonder, you know what? But at the end of the day, he looked out there and seen all the people that loved her. And it gave him self-control. It gave him power. Power over that fear. And I know that God is going to comfort him. And he's going to bring people around him to love him and show him. Because I've learned this too. No matter what comes against me, God didn't give me fear, but he gave me power and love and self-control. Hebrews 13.6 says, got my Bible? I told you that I got a lot to say about confidence tonight. True confidence. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? 
So we confidently say, so the Lord has a lot to say about confidence. So we confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? All in the Bible, we hear about giants, about giants and giants and David and Goliath and the giants in the land and they sent the spies in. They sent a bunch of spies in and, and, and they sent 12 spies in to look at the land and, 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 and when they came back, all of them came, 10 of them came back and said, they're too big, there's too many giants. But there were two that said, no, they said this. We say commonly, the Lord said, that's our place, let's go get it. It just takes a few to believe in the Lord. It takes a few not to walk in fear. It takes a few to walk in confidence. It takes a few of you to stand up against some things that are just not right in your home. It takes a few of you to stand up and say, no, we're going to do some things different this year. 2015, it's a different year. It's a different me. I don't care what my friends say. I don't care about that boyfriend. I'm going to be drug free this year. I don't care about that girlfriend. She might be fine as wine, but she ain't got my best interest in heart. I don't care. I don't care. Because the Bible says this, so we confidently say the Lord is my helper. Who believes the Lord can help them tonight? Come on, somebody. Who believes the Lord can help them? Who's living proof the Lord can help you? Mm, you ain't hearing me tonight, I guess. Joshua 1, 9 says this. Got my Bible? Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Well, if you... <laughs> Anybody ever been to court? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. You'll have them self-righteous Christians moving like, hey, I ain't sitting by them no more. The Lord will go to court with you. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Y'all don't even know. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Your marriage is in trouble. You go to church. The Lord's with you. Got problems with the kids. You take it to the altar. The Lord goes with you. You got financial troubles, you get on your knees, God goes with you. God said he'd never leave us nor forsake us. When we came to Candy Creek Cowboy Church and I quit that big paying job I had in Waco, Mary said, what are we going to do? I said, God said he'd never leave me nor forsake me. And he's standing true to his word. And I'm standing true to my word and preach the gospel and do what I'm supposed to do. If you do your part, can I say this to you? God will do his part. Who believes that tonight? You say, Brother Mark, what are you saying? I'm saying he'll never leave you nor forsake you. I've been through some things. But he was there with me all the way. Footprints in the sand. How many have heard that poem before? When I was at a low point, Lord, I'm looking at these footprints and there was only one set. The Lord said, that's when I carried you. He didn't leave you. That's when he carried you. That's when he was with you. That's when he was right there beside you the whole way. God is faithful. I love this one right here. This is awesome. I'll wait for you to find this. Psalms 
Psalms 27.3. Aren't you glad we looked these up? Aren't you glad you can go to your Bible and find confidence in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Psalms 27.3 says this, Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise up against me, yet I will be confident. How many have ever felt like all hell is breaking loose? Everything coming against you. Come on, somebody. Anybody ever felt like everything is coming against you? We're not having that year in 2015. Get behind me, Satan. I ain't hearing it. I don't want it. I ain't having it. But we've had those times in our life. We've had those moments where, where uh, though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. That means if the devil comes at you with every one of his demons, you can still have confidence in the Lord. If he throws sickness at you, if he throws brokenness at you, if he throws anything at you, you can still be confident in the Lord that he's going to get you through it. <laughs> I've learned in my years of walking with the Lord that the devil's not going to throw anything at me that I don't like. He knows I like different things, so he's going to throw those things at me I like. Is that English easy to understand for you to hard swallow? So if you have a problem looking at women, God, God forbid, if you got a wife, don't raise your hand. If you, <laughs> Joe, you better keep your hand down for I tell Linda on you, boy. If you got a problem with alcohol, if you got a problem with drugs, if you got a problem with fighting. If you got a problem with, with anything, the devil knows about that too. And he's not going to throw something at you that, 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 that ain't going to bother you. He's going to throw things at you that's going to bother you, that's going to try to trip you up, try to, try to make you stumble, try to make you fall, try to make you walk away from all the blessings that God has for you. But the Bible says this, though an army, since it's all coming against me, my heart shall not fear. War rises up against me, yet I will be confident. So I ask you tonight, what gives you confidence? What gives you strength? What gives you hope? What gives you encouragement? Some people find confidence in relationships. When the relationships are going good, they're all well. But if there's a problem in the marriage, if there's a problem between you and your best bud, then you start to be shaken. Don't put your confidence in relationships. Some people find their confidence in their job. But if things ain't going well on the job at the workplace, uh, the notice comes in, we're going to do a big layoff. It rattles them to the core. They're shaken. They, they don't know what they're going to do. Don't put your confidence in the job. Nowadays, some people find their confidence in social media. If they put something out there on Facebook and they get a bunch of likes, they say, "Woo, everybody, oh, I'm good. But if they don't get no likes, they say, well, nobody must like me. I didn't get any likes today. It's true. It's true. But God doesn't want our confidence to depend on earthly things. He wants our confidence to depend on Him. 
Not on worldly things, earthly things, friends and Facebook. He wants our confidence to be put in him, not finances or reports we get from people. God wants us to put our confidence in him. He wants to give you confidence that it will stable you through those words uh, uh, that are found in the Bible. He wants to give you confidence that is stable, confidence that can be shaken, that cannot be shaken by circumstances or the opinions of others. He wants you to be secure in him that nothing can throw you off of course. I'm so blessed I don't listen to the opinions of others or shaken by the circumstances of the economy. What ISIS is doing has no bearings of what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. I'll be praying for those that may be encountered with those problems. But that's not going to stop me from trusting God. I believe one day we're going to be fighting in our own backyard. Y'all not listening to me. Why? Because there's not enough confident Christians to go to the polls to stand up for what they believe in, to trust in their Lord and Savior. But God doesn't want our confidence to depend on earthly things. He wants to give us confidence that's stable, confidence that can't be shaken by circumstances or the opinions of others. He wants you to do and be secure in Him and in Him alone. Come on, somebody, in Him alone. When we put our trust in Him, that's when true confidence begins. But many people have a difficult time trusting God because they think God is mad at them or, or they made too many mistakes or they're in a spot in their life right now where, where, where they're, 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 they're having trouble forgiving themselves. But listen to me. I want you to remember something. God is not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. He's madly in love with you. God hates sin, but he loves to sin. Or he wouldn't send people out to get you to where you are today. He wouldn't send people out, preachers, prophets, evangelists, teachers, to get you where you are today. He wouldn't tell somebody to put that money in their pocket, pull that money out of their pocket and put it in that bucket if he wasn't madly in love with you. God is madly in love with you. He's not mad at you. So quit condemning yourself. Start over today. Start, start, start fresh tonight. Say, Lord, I'm putting my confidence in you. I know there's going to be times of, of, of error in my life. There's going to be times where I made a bad call on this and that and the other. But, Lord, I'm going to read my Bible and put my confidence in you. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to be a new person. I'm going to put my confidence in you. Today I'm in this spot, but tomorrow I know that you got something better for me because I put my confidence in you. God's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. He cares about all the numbers on your hair, even if you're bald-headed. He cares about everything that concerns you, your wife, your husband, your children, your money. God's concerned about everything that you're concerned about. You need to realize that God, His loving, sweet eyes, were watching Pastor Collier yesterday. His loving, sweet eyes were on that family. And he was concerned about them. And when you do something like a funeral, you don't know who's going to show up. But God's loving, sweet eyes were fixed on the Collier family. And when they fixed their eyes out there, they could see how loved they were. 
God will sometimes open our eyes up to see how loved we really are. I thank God for those moments where God just says, I'm going to show you this. I'm going to give you that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of this for you because I love you. How many understand what I just said? God shows you, shows you some wonderful things in your life. He cares about all of you. So I ask you today to put your confidence in him, trust in him, put all your hope in him. How can I grow my confidence, Pastor Mark? Sometimes, here's something that I do. I just take a deep breath and realize I'm not in control of the world that he is. Sometimes I just sit down, take a deep breath, and say, God, I'm not in control of you, Lord. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. However this is going to play out, I'm trusting you, Lord. I was talking with one of my sisters today, and she showed me a piece of paper that she has in her house, and it says, good morning, this is God. I'll be handling all your problems today, and guess what? I don't need any of your help. Sometimes, Spencer, all I do is just breathe. It's a rough one, Lord. When the phone call rings at 3 o'clock in the morning, one of my teenagers just got raped. When my phone rings 5 o'clock in the morning, people that I love dearly just taking their life. When people betray you, you thought you could trust them, you thought that they would be there for you, come hell or high water, all I can do is just breathe. Sometimes it feels good that no matter what you're going through, you just sit down and just breathe. God got it. God's got it. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. He's got you and me, brother, in his hands. I believe that song when I sang it. I still believe it today. I still believe it today. Another thing I do, too, is when I'm being consumed and I feel like I'm, I, I, I feel like I, anybody, oh, Lord, can I say this? because I don't want to twist this up. Sometimes the devil will make you feel like you're useless. When the devil tries to make me feel like I'm useless, I start reaching out on my own. Nobody forces me to reach out. I get out there and I start reaching out on my own to let him know I'm not useless. I'm being used. I get up, I put my boots on, I go do whatever I can do to try to help somebody. I'll just be reaching out. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do, Lord? Just point me in somebody's path today. Just point me in somebody's path today. My phone rang last night. It was a friend of mine from Waco, Texas. His, his niece is starting a daycare. She's got a bunch of kids already coming to the daycare that she started. They need a 15-passenger van. He said, she found one in Conroe. Her husband died this year. The only time I have to come up and look at this van is Sunday. Are you doing anything? Can you do, can you go and check this out? I told her that you, you dabble in cars a little bit and that you would probably be able to look at her and look at that car and try to get her a good deal on that car. I said, sure, buddy. I'll go out there and do that for you. Not a problem. I got done with my message today. I called. Now, watch this. This is all God. God is so good, so faithful. I said, God, let me help this lady get this car for her new business. When I was talking to my friend last night, 
her husband committed suicide last year. Now she's single mama, starting a business, trying to make it on her own. I said, God, help me find this lady. Help me, Lord, to, to help me to help her. I just want to, listen, I, I just want to reach out, Lord. How can I help? <clears throat> I called the guy with the van. I said, hey, how you doing? I want to get my manly voice on before I go and try to get a good deal. You know, hey, how you doing? Doing good? Yeah. Saw this van you got there on Craigslist. I want to come over and take a look at it. Where you at? Uh, he said, I live in, in between New Caney. I live between New Caney and Conroe. I said, I know where that is. I, I, it's right off of 1485. I said, I know where that is. You ever heard of a little town called Grangerland? I said, I know where that is. <laughs> I said, oh, well, when can I come look at it? And I, he said, give me an address. He said, you know where old Houston Road is? I said, I know where that is. <laughs> Two blocks from here. <laughs> that van was setting. I went over there. I stepped out of the truck, and they said, you're the pastor of that church around there on the corner. Yes, sir. <laughs> Looked the van over, drove it. Called my friend, said, this is an amazing deal. This is an amazing deal. What he's asking for, man, he's not asking enough. You better jump on it. I'd do it real quick. I'd call her up and tell her to come get it today so she don't lose it. Next thing you know, I'm on the phone with her. I helped her seal that deal and close that thing up so she could get what she needed to do. You know what? Sometimes when you're feeling like you can't do anything for yourself, reach out and do something for somebody else, and God will make a way for you. Does anybody grab that tonight? I'm grabbing that tonight. You know, I was thinking I <laughs> another thing I do to build my confidence is when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. When I make a mistake, I own up to my mistake. I don't blame everybody else. Listen, all you guys up there in the church tonight, all you women in the church tonight, if you're still blaming somebody else for your problem, you're never going to fix it. I don't blame nobody else. I own up to my mistakes. I, I'm a man about mine. Can I say that? I'm a man about mine. That's all cowboy language. I'm, I own up to my mistakes. I don't hide. I don't sugarcoat. I don't make a... I don't make excuses for myself. If I make a mistake and I say that I'm wrong, I fix my mistake and it builds my confidence. Because I've only learned what I learned tonight and only learned what I've learned in my life is because of mistakes that I have made. Mistakes that I have made have made me who I am today. I, when I was a kid, my daddy had an old 65 Chevrolet pickup and it had a cigarette lighter on the dash. And I pushed that when I was a little kid. And I looked at it and it was cherry red. When it popped out, I thought, ooh, this is cool. And it was red. And I said, ooh, that's nice. <laughs> I didn't cuss back then, but boy, I probably wanted to. My fingers swole up like that. I was wrong. I never did it again. I learned from my mistakes. Daddy said, how'd you get that thing on your finger? You know that cigarette lighter in your truck? He said, boy, you just like your mom. I said, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I think the older we get, watch this, 
I think the older, now some of you old timers listen to me. I think the older you get, sometimes it's harder for you to admit that you make mistakes. But sometimes, sometimes we make a mistake even the older we get. It's a time for God to grow us and show us the errors of our way. Because no matter how old you are, how young you are, God's got a lesson for you to learn each and every day of this world. So I've learned this. Say you're wrong. Apologize can be a great way to boost your self-confidence. Another way, and I'm done. Listen, just two more. I got a saying. If you look good, you do good, you feel good. If you look good, say it with me. If you look good, you do good, you feel good. Let's cover these real quick. You look good. If you're feeling down, if you're feeling out, you're probably not picking yourself up, cleaning yourself up, making sure you look good, you feel good, you do good. I mean, the enemy wants you to be depressed. The enemy wants to pile problems on you. Listen, get up! Put the best you got on. Take a shower. Come in. Somebody needs to hear me tonight. <laughs> Smell like a good idea. I'm sitting by this girl over here. She needs a shower. You look good. You feel good. You do good. How many ever saw one of them Cess commercials? Guy got up. Everything was against him. He got in the shower. He sniffed that old zest bar. He was like, he was watching all kinds of places. They don't put that on TV, though. You dress up. You dress up. You look good. You feel good. You do good. Every day it should be like you're going on an interview. Every day you ought to try to do your best. Every day you ought to present yourself. You may not have to get the best, finest clothes, but you can have the finest attitude. If your attitude stinks, <laughs> then everything else will have that same odor. Another thing I think will boost your confidence is get you an accountability partner. Accountability partners aren't just about correcting the bad habits in your life. They're also about encouraging you. Find you somebody that you know, that you admire and that you love and that you look up to and ask them to be your accountability partner. Say, hey, if you got time, will you help me with my walk? No shame in my game. I got two, three, four, five accountability partners. I got people, I'll call them in a minute, man. I don't know how many times I've had to call Joe at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Brother Vic, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. My pastor, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. I don't know how many times I've had to get advice because I didn't know what to do. I'm man enough to tell you I didn't know what to do. Times I had to admit my mistakes and my shortcomings to them so that I could grow. Get you an accountability partner. Get you an accountability partner. Quit trying to do this thing on your own. It ain't got to be Snoopy. Now, listen, Snoopy, you don't want Snoopy as your accountability partner. Hey, Snoop all in your business and go tell everybody else your business. There'll be some not come back tomorrow, but that's okay. Get you somebody that you can trust that loved you, 
that's not going to find any fault in you, but it's going to try and encourage you to be all that you can be for God. Accountability partners are great. There was a sister of mine in the church going through something the other night. She said, I just feel like drinking. She called her accountability partner, accountability partner, heard the desperation in her voice. You don't think this AA thing's working? They don't have to come on Mondays, but it's working. Accountability partners. They went over there, said, look, I've been where you've been. I've, I've had some of the same things you had come against me. We're going to make it, and you don't have to drink. I'm going to sit here with you till that thing, that want to passes. I'm going to sit there till that want to passes with you. As a matter of fact, let's go get some ice cream instead of Bud Light. Some of y'all in that church tonight used to do drugs, and every now and then you have that hankering to want to go back. Listen, get you an accountability partner. One of the young men in the program came up to me the other night. And he said, Brother Mark, I really don't know you like some of the other guys have known you, but I would sure love to be where I could call you when I needed you. Here's my phone number. I thought about giving up my phone number and getting me another one because that thing rings a lot. But I don't think I ever will. I say it a lot, but I like being the pastor. I like holding people accountable too. And I like people to hold me accountable. I love this thing, accountability. Bible says where, listen, pay attention. Bible says if two are stronger than one, a three-chord strand is hard to break. Where two together can fight off the enemy. One in the back, one in the front. You can go at it, man. Two can keep each other warm on a cold night tonight. Two can go get ice cream instead of a cold beer. Accountability partner. Build your confidence. You get the right one. You get the wrong one, Jack. Cause you to stumble. Make sure the one you pick is the right one. I'm done, listen. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Somebody said, I'm glad. One thing that's helped me tremendously with my confidence is to learn to let things go. I had something I was struggling with this morning, and my wife said, when are you going to let that stuff go? I said, right now. I wrote it in my message tonight. Right now, let it go. Whatever you're up against, whatever you're struggling with, whatever you've been holding on to for so long, let it go. So you have to prepare. You know exactly, you know exactly, you, you know exactly, it, it replays it over and over in your mind. And you're saying, I, how can I get, the, you have to prepare. You have to say, you know what, I'm not listening to that today. Devil. Devil, shut your mouth. I'm not hearing it today. Devil, say what you want to, it ain't going in here today. I turn my music up over his mouth sometimes. Y'all not hearing me tonight. Let it go. Let it go. You got to let him let things go. Because if you hold on to it, it'll wear your confidence out. It'll wear your confidence out. I told a friend of mine the other day, hold your head up. I told him, hold your head up. Everybody loves you. Hold your head up. God's madly in love with you, Cowboy Church. Hold your head up. 
you made some mistakes, let them go. Move forward. God's on your side tonight. Amen. Put your confidence in him. The same confidence that Virginia Collier had in him. They sang her three favorite songs in that church. It was beautiful. She's at home with the Lord. It's more beautiful because of her confidence in him. Where do you put your true confidence? On Facebook? In a relationship? In your job? Or in your maker tonight? Every head bowed and every eye closed. Father, thank you for this night, Lord. Thank you so much that we got to come together as a, as a church tonight. Hallelujah. That here in the good old United States of America, right now, this moment, we can still have religion and free worship, Lord. And we are thankful for that tonight. So, Father, as we gather here in this place, Lord, I want to ask my brothers and sisters to put their confidence in you. Because I know what awaits them outside these back doors. <laughs> I have binded up the enemy and I've kept him out of here for the last hour. But I know what awaits them out them back doors. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that they put their confidence in you tonight. You say in your word, Father, that if we just trust you and obey you, that you would never leave us nor forsake us, Father. So tonight, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So tonight, for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. So tonight, we can say, as it says in Hebrews 13, 6, we confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Though the enemies encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise against me, yet I will be filled with confidence. Tonight, Lord, we put our confidence in you. It's just January, but it's going to be the best year we've ever had because we trust you. It's going to be the healthiest year we've ever had because we trust you. It's going to be the most promising financially for all of us because we put our confidence in you tonight. Believe that with me, if you will, tonight. It's not a shame to ask the Lord to bless your finances. He wants you to ask him and put all your confidence in him. Lord, we do that tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody give God a praise if you got anything out of that. Hallelujah.